It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, you tuned in to another magical installment of Disney Blue's Disney On Demand. And for show number 24, as we keep it dark, spooky, and scary with our month-long not-so-scary Halloween celebration, we're going to keep it evil as we have one of the top villainesses in the industry as we're welcoming the one and only Suzanne Blakesley to Disney On Demand. That's right, Suzanne, who voices some of the best iconic Disney villains in history, including Maleficent, Cruella DeVille, Lady Tremaine, and Madame Leota from the Haunted Mansion Holiday. Suzanne has made her rounds throughout the Disney community and has also voiced many other iconic characters from Nickelodeon with the Fairly Odd Parents and many others. And we're going to have Suzanne stopping in to talk about her illustrious career, voicing these iconic Disney villains, and many other things, including her favorite Halloween memories and more, as we continue our month-long Halloween celebration here at Disney On Demand. Now, if that wasn't enough, we have all kinds of other things lined up, including the D-Team. That's right, we have the D-Team back. We have Tony here with Disney By The Numbers with the top five things you didn't know about, the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. We also have Lexi, our D-Team member from Down Under, as she's going to be delving into the history, the backstory, and a little bit more about our special guest, Suzanne Blakesley. And we have Jason returning with The Vault with the DVD and Blu-ray review, and you can only imagine what he's going to pick from Suzanne's library this week. We also have an introduction to an all-new D-Team member, and I'll let him introduce himself later here at the show. So we have all kinds of fun things lined up, including Disney news and all kinds of tidbits, and a little bit more about our all-new relaunched website at DizRadio.com. So as we're getting into the heart of Halloween, we're getting our costumes prepped up, we're having all kinds of fun, we're getting that sweet tooth, and we're getting ready for all the ghouls, the ghosts, and the goblins... We're going to kick off Halloween for show number 24 here at Disney On Demand, the only way we can with the Disney villains. Be right back, all of you D-heads. Welcome to the villain dance mix and mingle. It's sure to be a frightfully fun evening. Not having fun would be a grave error indeed. <laughs> these pleasant party-goers and in such festive attire. How incredibly clever. <laughs> now, listen well. The time has come. The moment's here. The black of night draws ever near. Music, lights, a bit of fire. To shake the night is our desire. The howl of a wolf on this moonlit night calls to us with eerie delight. For your fears this hour, mix and mingle in with my great power. We now begin! 
need to summon here some of your darkest foes. They're frightful, yet delightful, sure to liven up the show. <laughs> Two ghastly villains enter now and bring to all a fight. It's time to bring this castle down and revel through the night! <laughs> All year long you get to have your fun, but October is here and now your fun is done. It's our turn to celebrate our way. We're going to give it all we got on our holiday. France only comes around once in a year for all our green ghoulish friends to appear. We're going to trick, not treat. Go from door to door. You're sure to see something never seen before. originally from the new Mickey Mouse Club. You might remember the party. This is Disney On Demand. We're going to bring ghosts from all over the world, but we haven't got the ghosts in there yet. We're out collecting the ghosts, and we're making it very attractive to them, hoping, you know, they'll want to come and stay at Disneyland, so we're putting in wall-to-wall cobwebs, and we guarantee them creaking doors and creaking floors. Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. Now get around while I lose a date And what goes on when it 
gets late Along about midnight the ghosts and banshees Get together for a jamboree There's ghosts with horns and saucer eyes Some have fangs about this size Some short and fat, some tall and thin And some don't even bother to wear their skin I'm telling you brother it's a fearful sight Just to see what goes on in the night When the spooks have a midnight jamboree They break it up with a fiendish glee Ghosts are bad but the one that's cursed Is the headless horseman, he's the worst When he goes jogging across the land Holding his noggin right in his hand Demons take one look and groan Then they hit the road for parts unknown Well there's no raid like a spook that's burned The ghost don't like a man, he's really burned He swears to the longest day he's dead Well I'll show them that I can get ahead do, do, wow, 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 wow. Close all the windows Lock all the doors Unless you're careful why he'll get yours Don't think he'll hesitate a bit Cause you clip your top If this will fit He likes some little, he likes some big Put him in the middle or wear a wig Black or white or even red The headless horseman needs a head With a hip, hip, hip and a clippity-clop Why he's out looking for a head Shop. So don't stop to figure out a plan Cause you can't reason with a headless man With a hip hip hop and a clippity clop Look out! We know what we're talking about, believe me You better watch your cues But take a look at the people who ignored the old good book Change your ways, you'll find it pays Cause you can't be a haint if you ain't Kinda crazed, I guess you'd say Take our word, we know what we're talking about You know, this is a pretty spooky thing we're doing here You don't mind if I turn on another light, do you? Hmm? Alright all of you D-heads, so I'm back once again. You couldn't get rid of me that fast, and I hope you're enjoying the official kickoff of our third installment of our Not-So-Scary Halloween Editions here at Disney On Demand, our month-long Halloween celebration, and coming up shortly... We have a dark one, an evil one, the scary one, Maleficent, Cruella DeVille, Lady Tremaine, yes, Suzanne Blakesley, is going to be stopping in here at Disney On Demand very soon to talk with myself, the D-Team, and all of you listeners out there, all of you D-Heads. So let's jump right into the news this week for show number 24 here at Disney On Demand. And the most exciting news so far is the official relaunch of DizRadio.com. Now, in the most recent weeks, you've gone to DizRadio.com, you've gotten a variety of information, past shows, and more. Well, we have newly redesigned our entire site, the way you interact on the site, and we have some special goodies that are still under construction, but coming soon. So now, officially, if you go to DizRadio.com, that's D-I-Z Radio. 
DisneyPlayerLifetimeOfDisney.com. There you can find current blogs, news, updates, our Lifetime of Disney player right there on the homepage, a full list of archives, and you can even meet the D-Team here at the show. You can check out our bios, our backstories, and even talk with us one-on-one so we can get to know all of you D-Heads out there, all of our Disney friends, our family, and our Disney community out there. We want to get to know you. We want to just be part of the big family that is Disney. So now you can go to our newly redesigned website. You can search the entire website, search the databases, and a lot of fun things are in the works, including our live 24-7 chat room that is going to be coming very soon and some other goodies. I'm not going to give them all away, but go there, check it out. You can check out a variety of different things that are on there. It's very interactive, and we're hoping to hear from you. Comment, question, call, contact us. You can find it all at the newly redesigned, newly relaunched, all-new DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. So definitely check it out and let us know what you think. Please call in your comments, your questions, leave feedback. You know, you name it, shoot us an email. We want to know how we can make it even better for you. So please shoot us that email, contact us, and let us know. So continuing on with news, let's talk about some movie news because it wouldn't be Disney On Demand without that. And how about... Pete's Dragon. That's right, the all-new official Blu-ray release of the 1977 classic, the 35th anniversary edition Blu-ray, has hit the stores. That's right, I am personally excited for this because I have fond memories of watching it as a young child. You know, I wanted a friend dragon. I wanted Elliot for myself. But most of all, I wanted to live in a lighthouse. And for years and years, I wanted to live by the sea with my dragon in a lighthouse. But now, I've been able to pass down that love of a true Disney classic to all four of my children. And Pete's Dragon is a wonderful film. It follows the story of Pete, an orphan boy who was purchased by ugly, nasty, adoptive parents who are making him work continuously. There he flees, finds Passamaquoddy, a lighthouse keeper, and her crazy eccentric dad, played by the one and only Mickey Rooney. Now, this is a classic 1977 film. I personally love it. The songs in it are just fantastic. From Passamaquoddy to the Academy Award-winning Candle on the Water, this film does not let you down. It is a Disney classic. If you haven't had a chance to see it, you know of it, but you've never watched it, please sit down, check it out. You will enjoy Pete's Dragon. And now for the Blu-ray transfer, it is phenomenal. I mean, they have cleaned this up. They have made it pristine. They have gotten it back to its original glory on this 35th anniversary edition Blu-ray release. So this is brand new. It has officially hit the stores, and it is pure Disney magic. Now, it does have a variety of special DVD features that are on it, including the brazzle-dazzle effects behind Disney's movie magic featurette, a deleted sequence comprised of storyboards and voice work from the film, the two original content concept storyboards for the real bop 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 bob i love you too and two original trailers now it's not the most i guess elaborate special features for a blu-ray release but nonetheless it is pete's dragon you gotta love it check it out in high def i mean it is fantastic and now you can get the blu-ray plus dvd combo pack so you can enjoy it anywhere so if you haven't had a chance to enjoy it enjoy it for the first time i pass it down to my children so when they went to the main street electrical parade this last year They knew who Pete and Elliot were in the parade. I'm impressed for kids six and under. So check it out. You can find it on Amazon and a variety of different stores. Pete's Dragon 35th Anniversary Blu-ray Release. Now, continuing on with movies, let's talk about a special date. And coming up October 23rd, 2012, in 1941, we can celebrate the world as they watched an elephant fly as Dumbo premiered. That's right. On October 23rd, 1941, 
Dumbo officially hit the screens. Now, America was in a dark place at that time. There was a lot of different things going on in the world, but Walt Disney gave us that little bit of a reprieve. He gave us that moment of joy as we could watch Dumbo on the big screens back then. Now, this wonderful tale taught us the bonds of parent, child, strength, and friends, and the courage to do the impossible. Now, the film has gone on to be a Disney legend and a park staple. Come on, how many of us wanted to ride Dumbo every time we go to the Magic Kingdom? I know I have ever since I was little. We always want to go ride Dumbo, and now Dumbo has been relocated with two full structures in the all-new Storybook Circus, which was formerly the Mickey's Toontown Fair as part of the Fantasyland expansion. So now you can get double the fun with Dumbo as well. Dumbo has become an icon within the Disney company. I mean, where else can you see an elephant fly? Where else can you have that bond with mother and child? with Baby Mine, and this is a great, great classic. If you haven't had a chance, definitely watch it in, you know, in the recent weeks, whatnot. It is a great Disney film. You can also listen to it as you work in our Lifetime of Disney Player. It's a fantastic film. It is the shortest of all the Disney theatrical releases at only a little over 60 minutes, but it is fantastic nonetheless. So let's celebrate that birthday wish for Dumbo getting released on October 23rd, 1941. Now, continuing on with some different kind of news, one of those is every child wants to get into the story. Every child wants to get into the adventure. And how about the all-new Identity Direct releasing the all-new Peter Pan My Adventure book? Now, the My Adventure books are produced by Identity Direct, and they're popular in the United States market, and Identity Direct is the world's leading suppliers of personalized children's gifts throughout the world. Now, recent additions to their successful My Adventure books range from Peter Pan, which is all-new, and expected to be very popular with everybody loving Jake and the Neverland Pirates, Peter Pan, Captain Hook, and more. Now, My Adventures with Peter Pan can be customized for your child. Now, your child can be in the adventure, have the fun, and romp around with Captain Hook and Peter Pan in this story. As they put it, they are able to bring these to you. Linda Green, founder of Identity Direct, said thanks to our strong partner relationships with Disney, Marvel, Sesame Street, and Nickelodeon, they have a huge range of great books that are continuously expanding. Now, Identity Direct is taking sales for these right now, and I know I have a couple of Christmas gifts for two pirate boys in my household that are definitely going to want to be all about this. Now, if you want to find out how you can get in on this, get a personalized My Peter Pan Adventures for your child, definitely check them out at their official website at www.identitydirect.com. Now, getting back to vintage Disney and all the classics, how about the original Mickey Mouse Club? Now, I myself grew up off the Mickey Mouse Club from 1989 with none other than the party as part of the mix, and there is some party news that is coming up on the horizon, but... How about in the past week, we were able to wish a happy birthday to the one and only Annette Funicello. Yes, thank you, Annette, for all the memories and all the magic that you have done. And the Mouseketeers, when they debuted, Annette Funicello was one of those Mouseketeers that Walt Disney personally picked out, as so the story goes. Now, Annette turned 70 years old this year, and she remains in everyone's hearts as the Mouseketeer that we all loved, adored, and that Walt Disney handpicked. She was part of the original Mickey Mouse Club that later spawned two other incarnations in the 70s and, as I mentioned, in the late 80s and early 90s. Annette proved so popular that she was featured in a weekly serial movie on the Mickey Mouse Club, Annette, following a variety of different movies as well, including The Monkey's Uncle and Babes in Toyland. Now, she also went on to have a great musical career that is also known as the Annette Sound, with such hits as Tall Paul and Monkey's Uncle. Now, she was also part of a variety of different films called the Beach Movies with 
Frankie Avalon. Now, these went down in history as being very synonymous as the fun, witty, have fun, go-to beach movies. And even in the 80s, they created a fun parody of it called Back to the Beach, where Frankie Avalon and Annette Funicello took their own kids back to the beach for another beach film. Definitely check out all of Annette's work from her past and even the newer things as part of the Disney's MGM Studios grand opening when she debuted the all-new Mickey Mouse Club with those Mouseketeers as well. And even in 1992, when Annette Funicello made public that she was diagnosed with MS, she also created AnnetteConnection.com where there's a variety of different stories, memories, and more to remember her legacy. So definitely check it out at AnnetteConnection.com and happy birthday, Annette. Now, moving into a little bit of modern Disney news for all of you D-heads out there, how about Bridget Mendler? Yes, that name may not sound popular to some of you older D-heads, but how about you younger D-heads? You know her from none other than Good Luck Charlie on the Disney Channel. Yes, she is part of Good Luck Charlie, that fantastic family-friendly show on the Disney Channel, and now she has her official CD coming out called Hello, My Name Is. And Disney's been promoting this like crazy all over the Disney Channel and their circuits with her all-new poppy hit, Ready or Not. Now, come on, whether you're a big grown man or you don't like this kind of music, once you hear this track, you're going to be humming along. It's about as catchy as Party in the USA from Miley Cyrus. Now, yes, I can say this. As a 36-year-old man, they do stick in your head, and my daughter loves it. So it is coming up on the horizon. Bridget Mendler, Hello My Name Is, and right now you can go ahead and catch a live stream of this on Facebook. To promote the album, listeners, all they have to do, go to Bridget's official fan page. You can share a photo on Facebook of yourself in the artwork called Hello My Name Is and replace Bridget's name with your name and image in your Facebook profile image. It's that simple, and then you can listen to a full stream of the album. So definitely check it out. It is hitting stores right now. You can enjoy it if if you haven't already seen it all over the Disney Channel, or if you have a younger D-head in your family, or maybe you are just one, you already have this album and you've been dancing along to it. Check it out. Bridget Mendler's all-new album, Hello, My Name Is. Now, since it is Halloween and we're keeping everything spooky, scary, and all kinds of fun... How about Disney Junior's Boo For You Halloween Fun? Now, all month long here at Disney On Demand, we've been doing our not-so-scary Halloween editions here at Disney On Demand. But now, if you're a parent, you love Disney, and your children love Disney, too, as part of Disney Junior, you can now shoot a video of your child in their Halloween costume, doing all kinds of Halloween fun, getting ready to go trick-or-treating and more, and submit it to DisneyJunior.com. There you can submit your video and find it on Disney Junior's channel throughout the day. This is much like what they have done earlier on with their Jake promotions, where you color the pieces and submitted your photo, but now... You're going to submit that video and you might actually see yourself on Disney Junior. Now, if you're a parent out there, I know your kids are having Disney Junior always on in the background. So now you can go ahead, get your Halloween goodies ready. They can wear those costumes, shoot that video, and submit it to DisneyJunior.com for our Boo For You Halloween kickoff on Disney Junior. And definitely stay tuned all month long to Disney Channel and Disney Junior for a variety of Halloween movies and shows. Most recently, they had Girl vs. Monster that debuted, and there's a variety of great Halloween episodes from Doc McStuffins, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, and Jake and the Neverland Pirates. So definitely check it out. It is coming up on all month long on all the Disney channels as we wrap up Halloween here. Now continuing on with Disney movies and entertainment and all kinds of fun, now how about Wreck-It Ralph? Now Wreck-It Ralph is officially getting released in theaters coming up in November very shortly. He has also been making his meet and greet rounds throughout the Disney parks. You can find him at the Walt Disney World Resort in Florida. You can meet and greet Ralph right there, but also the official soundtrack 
hitting the stores October 30th. Now, I personally am excited for this one. Yes, D-Heads, I am excited because Walt Disney Records is going to release a soundtrack for the Walt Disney Animation Studios film Wreck-It Ralph, which is coming out on October 30th, 2012. And it's going to feature all new songs and a score from composer Henry Jackman. Now, he is the person behind Winnie the Pooh, X-Men First Class, and a variety of other films. Now, this is going to be a fantastic soundtrack because it's very diverse and there's a variety of great songs that are going to be in it, including When Can I See You Again, performed by Owl City, Celebration from Cool and the Gang, Sugar Rush by AKB48, and Big Hunt, performed by Skrillex. Now, here's the one that I am most excited for. Forget all the newer ones. I am excited for the second track. Wreck-It, Wreck-It, Ralph. That's right, Wreck-It, Ralph's official theme song is done by none other than Buckner and Garcia. Now, I know some of you D-heads out there are like, what the heck is that? Well, Buckner and Garcia are the duo that is behind the Pac-Man Fever album back in 1982. That's right, Pac-Man Fever was a fantastic song. Everybody loved it. It had a variety of other tracks on there for Donkey Kong, Frogger, and many other video games as well. And Wreck-It, Wreck-It, Ralph is officially the theme song for the Wreck-It Ralph character, and it's done by Buckner and Garcia. Now, I am stoked for this. Now, if you haven't had a chance to find out what Pac-Man Fever is, head on over to our friend over at Retroist.com. I'm sure he has it posted there. It is fantastic. And I seriously, I'm excited for this. And some of you older D-heads out there, I know you remember this song. I know you remember this track, and it's going to be awesome. Now, the film also has a variety of different scores and more, and it is going to be fun. It is going to be just fantastic, and this soundtrack is going to be over the top. So seriously, it is going to be fun. So check out the film coming out on November 2nd, and coming out October 30th is the official Wreck-It Ralph soundtrack. Now, all of you D-heads, before I let you go from all my ramblings here this week, let's leave you with one more little tidbit. And how about Disney officially launching the Where's My Water Swampy's Underground Adventures? That's right, Swampy from our favorite iPhone game and app, Where's My Water, officially has his own series of adventures on YouTube officially released from Disney. Yes, Disney Interactive officially announced online the new short-form animated series, Disney's Where's My Water, Swampy's Underground Adventures. Now, this is on Disney.com's official YouTube channel page at YouTube.com slash Disney Shows. Now, Swampy's Underground Adventures is going to consist of 12 episodes that will launch weekly, and it treats viewers to the original storylines around the imaginative and curious alligator Swampy in his quest of acceptance, friendship, and his adventures outside of the bathtub. Now, in the premiere episode, Meet Swampy, our star gets himself into mischief by taking a fire extinguisher and making it a rocket-powered jetpack. So this is definitely fun. They're short. They're only about three to five minutes long, and they're fun. I mean, seriously, you can see the Swampy character go a little bit more. Now, like myself and a couple of other RD heads out there that we've talked with, including Ray Pilgrim and many others, we also feel that Swampy should be part of Blizzard Beach. He needs to join up with the Gator from Blizzard Beach and, you know, just make them a team and make them a duo because I don't see it going away anytime soon. So definitely check it out on the Disney official YouTube page, Swampy's Underground Adventures. So all of you D-heads, with that, I'm going to let you go, take a little break from my rambling, and definitely uh, have some fun with the D-team here. So coming up very shortly, we have Tony with Disney by the Numbers and our top five things you didn't know about the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. We have some fantastic Halloween music, clips, and more as we build up more courage, more excitement to talk to the villain herself, 
Suzanne Blakesley, coming in here at Disney On Demand. So all of you D-heads, I'll stop my rambling. Happy Halloween again, and uh, I'll be back in just a couple of minutes to uh, talk your ear off some more. I saw the whole thing, kids. Down, please, if I'm down, please. Thank you. Oh, yeah, a rare ranch. Now do believe it in witches. Just for that, I'll help thee get thy candy. <laughs> My name, sir, is Hazel. Which Hazel that is? <laughs> that quacking rogue is tougher than I thought. Now, come here, boys. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'll need some very gruesome ingredients. A cauldron, swamp water, double, double toil and trouble, fire burn and cauldron bubble, eye of needle, tongue of shoe, hand of clock that points at two. This is the real thing, you know, right out of Shakespeare. Neck of bottle, tail of coat, and uh, whiskers from the billy goat. <laughs> Five little pumpkins sitting on a gate The first one said, oh my, it's getting late The second one said, there are wishes in the air The third one said, but we don't care The fourth one said, let's run and run and run The fifth one said, are you ready for some fun? Ooh, with the wind and out with the light And the five little pumpkins rolled out of sight Halloween night. The second one said, It's time to go. The third one said, It's time to glow. The fourth one said, Let's all grow bright. The fifth one said, Let's light up the night. Ooh, in the wind and out with the light. And the five little pumpkins rolled out of sight. Glowing. The fourth one said, let's run and run and run. The fifth one said, we're ready for some fun. Ooh, with the wind and out with the light. And the five little pumpkins rolled outside. Five little pumpkins sitting on the gate. The first one said, oh my, it's getting late. The second one said, there are witches in the air. The third one said, but we don't care. The fourth one said, let's run and run and run. ago, before I even knew I was a witch, that was the last time I was in Halloween Town. My mom Gwen, my grandma Aggie, my sister Sophie, and my brother Dylan and I all had to join together and use the power of the Cromwell Witch family to defeat Calabar, an evil warlock who's had a thing for my mother since they were teenagers. Halloween Town was always a happy place, 
We're creatures of different sizes and shapes and species. <laughs> Some of them downright weird. Could live apart from the real world in peace and harmony. Hey D-Heads, this is Tony Casanova from DisneyByTheNumbers.com bringing you this week's Top 5 Things You Did Not Know About the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, the Walt Disney World version. Number 5. 20 different songs are played in the lobby of the Tower of Terror. Number 4. 199 feet tall is the height of the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, which was struck by lightning during construction. Coincidence? Number 3. $1,000 is the cost of each cast member's costume, making these the most expensive costumes on property. Number 2. 1,500 tons of steel and 145,800 cubic feet of concrete were used in the construction of the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. And the number one thing you did not know about the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror is... 27,000 roof tiles were used in the construction of the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. Thanks for dropping in. We'll see you in the parks. Odds, bodkins, gadzooks. Look at that old spook of spooks. Shovels or are they feet? Mean and lanky, skin and bone, with clothes a scarecrow would hate to own. Yet he has a certain air. Debonair and devil may care. It's the new schoolmaster. Who's his name? Ichabod. Ichabod Crane. Ichabod, what a name. Kind of odd. But nice just the same. Funny pen, funny frame. Ichabod, Ichabod, Ichabod Crane. Ichabod, maybe quaint. Maybe odd and maybe ain't. Anyway, there's no complaint from Ichabod, Ichabod Crane. And though the arrival of the pedagogue gave rise to mixed emotions, the townspeople all agreed they'd never seen anyone like Ichabod, Ichabod Crane. Hi, ghost fans. This is your daring reporter inside the haunted mansion at Disneyland. And with me here somewhere is that former Olympic hide-and-seek champion, Willie the Wisp. Boo! Oh, there you are. Say, Willie, what's it like in the haunted mansion? Beautiful, man. Kind of weird and wild and freaky. Sounds ideal, but I understand Disneyland's Haunted Mansion is now open to humans. Humans? Wow, that's scary. Jeepers, creepers, where'd you get those peepers? Jeepers, creepers, where'd you get those eyes? Gosh, oh. Jeepers, creepers 
So I'm back off you D-heads. I hope you're enjoying all the Halloween fun in our third installment of our Not-So-Scary Halloween edition. And thank you, Tony, once again from Disney by the Numbers for stopping in with the top five things you didn't know about. Tony has a fantastic website with, with all kinds of nuts and bolts from the Disney Resort. So definitely check it out at DisneyByTheNumbers.com. So as we're pressing on, as we're getting on a little bit closer to Suzanne talking with us here at the show, we have a variety of other things that we're going to be talking about, including the new Voltron Disney figure. Yes. This is all new overseas. We caught wind of it online over the last week, and it is fantastic. If you grew up in the 80s and you loved Voltron, if you're a young D-head right now and you love the new Voltron, you will love the new Disney Voltron that they have overseas. This is comprised of Pluto, Steamboat Willie, Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, and it all goes together as an original Voltron monster. Seriously, it is awesome. I love it. I loved Voltron as a kid. And now having a Disney one, I got to get my hands on this from overseas. I don't know how I'm going to do it yet, but I got to get my hands on it. So definitely search for it online. It is all over. Just Google search it. It's fantastic and awesome. Now, other things that are taking place this week is a variety of different soft launches of the of the all-new Fantasyland over at the Magic Kingdom and Walt Disney World. They've been having a variety of different soft openings at Fantasyland, and I'm sure you've seen that on a variety of different sites. Fantastic. I am excited. We are going to be there in just under a month, so I am pretty stoked to check out the all-new Fantasyland and be there for all of you D-heads. And if you are going and you want to meet up with us, definitely drop us a line, shoot us an email, and maybe we can all hook up and have a little Disney On Demand meet and greet and just hang out for a little bit and uh, get to know each other a little bit closer. So there's a lot of great things that are going on there. So all of you D-heads, there's a variety of different things that are happening in the Disney community, but I'm going to let you go because I see the lights are flashing and Suzanne is waiting on the lines. So before I let you go, I do want to put the call out there for all new D-team members. We have a variety of different D-team members that are coming in the wings. That's right. We want you to be part of our team. You don't have to have experience. You just have to have a love of Disney. Whether that's blogging on the all-new site or wanting to be an on-air personality, we want to hear from you. So shoot us an email at dizradio at gmail.com. That's D-I-Z radio at gmail.com. You can also find the contact us link found right there on our official website. And drop us a line. Let us know. We want to hear from you and make the show better. We want this to be a family, a collaborative effort, because in the Disney community, we're all friends. We're all family. We all love to make it happen. So let's do that. And with that said, we have an all-new DT member that is going to be debuting in the upcoming weeks 
here at Disney On Demand. After talking with him back and forth, getting to know him, we can officially welcome an all-new DT member and a brand new segment. Now, this segment is going to be something that fits in perfect here at Disney On Demand. You know we love the classics. We love the entertainment. We love all the things that make Disney, from the parks, the movies, the magic, and growing up as part of Disney. And some of those things that make it happen are, you know, the movies. And we love the movies here at Disney On Demand because, hey, the first thing you experience as a child is watching Disney Channel, watching those movies, listening to our Lifetime of Disney player found right there on the website. So there's a lot of great memories that all of us have for Disney. So these are great things that are in the horizon. And you know what? Instead of me rambling on, instead of me talking about it, instead of me queuing you in, I'm going to let him call in right now and uh, introduce himself to you. So the next time you hear me, D-Heads, I'm going to patch on through our new D-Team member. Then we have Lexi, our D-Team member from Down Under, to give us a little bit of a backstory about Suzanne Blakesley. And next time you hear me, I will be speaking with the one and only Maleficent, Cruella DeVille, Lady Tremaine, Suzanne Blakesley. So with that, I'm going to patch this on through so you can meet the new D-Team member. Hey all D-Heads, this is your newest D-Team member, Jamie, letting you know about one of our new upcoming segments called The Artist Corner. Now we'll be talking about everything from Disney art to animation, so we've got a lot to cover. So I'm really excited to be a part of the D-Team and looking forward to bringing you great segments about the wonderful world of Disney art. So stay tuned, and we'll see you real soon. Yeah. 
Tales, there's more cheer to uncover. On the thirteenth day of Christmas, my ghoul love gave to me thirteen rings of power, embracing strength that never ends. Twelve signs of the zodiac that rule the future and transcend. Eleven candles floating, their scent of mystery in the air. Ten telling tea leaves that swirl with secrets yet to share. On the ninth day of Christmas, my ghoul love gave to me nine magic crystals that sparkle with a force that is pure. Eight balls of knowledge that answer with a truth that is sure. Seven pearls of wisdom to keep my love bewitched to me. Six mystic mirrors reflecting futures yet to be. On the fifth day of Christmas, my ghoul love gave to me five lucky charms to understand the right from wrong. Four wheels of fortune to spin their rich and golden song. Three lifelines extending help to those in need. Two passion potions that love and romance may succeed. On the first day of Christmas, my ghoul love gave to me a star. A brilliant star for my fortune card tree. close to Halloween now, only a few weeks to go. Hope you're all getting your costumes together, Disney themed too. Even though Halloween isn't quite what it is in the US down here in Australia, my house is still nice and decorated with a few Halloween mickeys and silly ghouls and ghost lights. So going along with our Halloween theme, this week's special guest is Suzanne Blakesley. A woman with a voice that I'm sure you will all recognise. She has brought so many evil characters to life, sending chills down everyone's spine with her serious and malicious tones. It's funny that so often the sweetest people transform into the best evil characters. Suzanne must have such a great time. Born in California, Suzanne Blakesley has been a voice actress since the 1980s and is the voice behind Wanda and Mrs. Turner on The Fairly Odd Parents. Even though it's Nickelodeon, we still love it. 
So those are just a few of Suzanne's well-known characters. But the list of accomplishment goes on. Suzanne's work includes Disney's House of Mouse, Brandy and Mr. Whiskers, The Legend of Tarzan, What's New Scooby-Doo, and The Penguins of Madagascar. There are just so many wonderful characters that Disney, and the animated world in general, wouldn't be the same without her. But the most exciting of Suzanne's characters for me are from her role in Cinderella 2 and 3, as the classic Lady Tremaine is brought to a new generation of children. Lady Tremaine is so cruel and has an old-fashioned elegance that makes her even more harsh. Even Mickey's House of Mouse villains know Suzanne well, as she voices Cruella DeVille. On the big screen, we have all seen Shrek 3. And the evil queen? You guessed it, it's Suzanne. Disney sure is lucky to have such a talented and professional family member. Like a lot of our voice actors, Suzanne is also big in the video game world. The talent doesn't just stop on the screen, as Suzanne brings Cruella de Vil and even Maleficent to life in the Kingdom Hearts game. These are just a few of Suzanne's role, but the range of characters speaks to her versatility. She can pull off evil and nasty, then switch to caring and friendly, like in The Fairly Odd Parents. I wish I could step into her world for a day, getting to explore so many different sides of the animated world, and bringing out new emotions and personalities in each character. It must be so much fun. Now, something that is really special to me is the wonderful show at Disneyland, Fantasmic. I was at Disneyland just a little while ago, very lucky, I know, and I still feel the incredible sense of awe I got when Maleficent turned into a dragon and Mickey had to defeat her. Well, that was Suzanne's voice too. She was so commanding and enthralled hundreds and thousands of D-heads. That is definitely a Disney memory I will never forget. Also at Disneyland, Suzanne plays the voice of the Ewok priestess in the Star Tours attraction. So, Suzanne is definitely a busy and talented member of the Disney family and knows how to make those villainous characters stick in our memories. Thank you, Suzanne Blakesley, for all your hard work. Disney wouldn't be the same without you.
Hey, D-heads, when you aren't enjoying Disney On Demand, head on over to DizRadio.com and listen to our famous Lifetime of Disney Player, where you can while away the hours reliving Disney classics from film, television, and the parks. What are you waiting for? Keep your hands and arms inside at all times and go to DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. And have a magical day. Come in here. I'm scared. I don't see a way out. There are no doors, not even a window. Here, in the gallery, you see rare paintings of some of our residents as they appeared in their corruptible mortal state. Even in this flickering gloom, your cadaverous pallor betrays an honor of foreboding. Your trusting mortal eyes tell you that these walls are stretching. But logic says no. Yo ho, yo ho, yo ho, yo ho, yo ho. So try the life of the thief. There isn't a boy who won't enjoy a working for Captain Hook. The world's most famous crook. The crook, trickety, crockety, crickety, crook, the crock is after Captain As special off of thought today, I'll tell you what I'll do. All those who sign without delay will get a free tattoo. Why, it's like money in the bank. Come on, join up and I'll be frank. Unless you do, you'll walk the plank. The choice is up to you. The choice is up to you. Yo ho, yo ho, yo ho, yo ho, yo ho. You'll love the life of a thief. You'll relish the life of a crook. The barrels of fun for everyone, and you get treasured by the sun. So come and sign the book. Lights, camera, action. It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all you Disney fans, we're back once again for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And with us here this week, as we are approaching fall, it's Halloween season, and what better way than to have all the villains and all the baddies and uh, all the people that uh, bring the scare and the life to many stories. And with us here this week is uh, a person that pretty much needs no introduction, but you may know her as Lady Tremaine, Maleficent, Cruella DeVille, everything from Madame Leota from the Haunted Mansion Holiday, and Fairly Odd Parents as well. We have Suzanne Blakesley with us here. Welcome to Disney On Demand. Why, thank you, thank you. It's great to be here. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> 
It is our pleasure having you on. I mean, somebody of your stature within the, I guess, uh, voice acting community, the Disney community, um, as well as, uh, you know, just the amount of roles that you've done. I mean, within just, besides just Disney, everything from animation, voiceovers, video games, you name it. So before we jump into all that, I guess, uh, you know, going all the way back into, uh, I guess, your career and getting started, Mm -hmm. was voice acting something that always sparked your interest or, uh, you know, what led you down this path? Um, well, let's see. Uh, when I was a little kid, I was enthralled. My f- parents had uh, the recording of Julie Andrews uh, doing My Fair Lady, and I pretended I was her <laughs> for as long as I could. Um, I started off actually in a musical theater in a show uh, that I was associated with for quite a while in New York called Forbidden Broadway where we would spoof musicals and um, sort of do and do imitations of the, all the famous people in musical theater. Uh, and then when I moved out here, um, there were a couple of things happening. Uh, one, a cartoon needed somebody to do a uh, uh, Julie Andrews a la Mary Poppins, and they were looking for a new Cruella de Vil voice match. And so that's kind of how I got into it, uh, sort of happenstance, and uh, it's pretty much the most awesome job you could have in the world. Oh, I can only imagine. And, uh, oh, yeah, and, and I mean, and, you know, the, the people that, especially these, these wonderful Disney villains, these were remarkable actresses, so if I can in any way just attempt <laughs> at some of their greatness it it's it's just a thrill it really is well you know and it's the kind of thing where you know you get to carry on this legacy that uh is you know continues on forever um you know the, and these are iconic characters these aren't uh you know characters that you're creating that are going to be lost in the wind later on down the road i mean you have yeah. a chance to go in and just really bring these characters to life and um, you know, I mean, with that said, I guess I'll just touch base right away upon Maleficent, just because uh, ever since I was a child, she was my favorite before. I, I will say before she became trendy, she was my favorite. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. Uh, how was it, you know, I guess uh, taking that over and really, uh, you know, bringing that to life, you know, in the parks and the hollow wishes and, you know, all the voiceover work. And, you know, she's gained such a big following now. How does it feel to be part of that legacy? Oh, just awesome. Just awesome. I, I mean, uh, you know, uh, Eleanor Audley, who did the the original voice and also the stepmother in um, Cinderella, uh, just did a remarkable job. And it's such a, so much fun to be evil. You know, I, it, just, it really is. <laughs> I, I, you know, you, you throw, you get to throw aside all your uh, nice person and just really dig into something that's just so much fun. Right, well, you know, and being that, uh, you know, going into that something evil, I guess, uh, you know, it seems to be right up your alley just because, uh, you know, like you said, <laughs> you also do Lady Tremaine from Cinderella, Cruella de Vil. Um, you know, yeah. so you really get to dig in deep. Now, out of these three characters, which are, uh, uh, I guess, really, really mainstream characters in terms of Disney villains, mm-hmm. is there one of them that just really calls out to you that you really enjoy doing the most? Oh, gosh. Um, not really. I mean, I do love Maleficent for her just over-the-top 
uh, evilness. Um, the others have more of a sort of contained uh, anger that that's uh, also fun to play. But um, I can't really say. I just love them all. Um, I mean, even as a kid, uh, I, I don't know what this is saying about my character, but uh, my favorites were the villains. <laughs> <laughs> well, we would, uh, you know, it, in the olden days, we'd go to a drive-in movie theater and hop on to the uh, top of our station wagon in our pajamas and watch these things. Well, you know, if it wasn't for the villains, uh, there would be no story and no memorable roles of good conquering evil, correct? <laughs> that's true. That's true. And that's sort of, you know, the classic tale. Now, when you go into the studio, um, you know, nowadays, uh, you really don't see a lot of the round table of everybody, uh, all the actors in the studio at the same time or things like that. Now, when you go into it, is, uh, you know, when you're approaching each of these characters, is there a, a method or a style? I mean, are you trying to make sure you keep up the integrity of the original with a, a little bit of your own personal flair to carry it on? Or, you know, how do you approach each character when you go into the studio for this? Um, well, I, I do. I mean, I've obviously listened many, 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 many times to these characters, and I think uh, it, uh, most people in voiceover tend to also have a musical background, so we kind of hear the music of the character. But I, my approach to actually doing voiceover is almost like any other acting job where I'm really acting the part as opposed to just uh, uh, using my voice, if that makes any sense. Um, I probably look pretty scary <laughs> when I'm <laughs> recording <laughs> because I get very literally animated. <laughs> um, and uh, I think it's just, I mean, the words, uh, they really, Disney has managed to, to keep such a high quality of writing, too. So um, they make sure that these these are lines and and words that would really come out of this character's mouth so they make it a lot easier it's it's really um just getting in there and uh acting the part well you know in in acting that part like you said it is just getting in there and acting it all out and you like to you know i i can just i can just picture you in there right now arms filling around and really getting (laughs) with it (laughs) <laughs> uh, yes, you, you know, I, I've, I've actually kind of like knocked off scripts off of stands before. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when you're in there doing this work, of course, you know, voice acting, it truly is acting. Um, you know, a lot of people don't really realize sometimes that when you're in there, you are an actress. And first and yeah. foremost, if you cannot pull it off, it's not going to be believable, even if somebody's drawing it that way. Um, you know, so with that as part of a background and things like that, um, you know, when it comes to voice acting, like you said, you get very animated. Do you study a lot of the scripts and things in advance and really just prepare for that role? I certainly do try to. I mean, uh, I think it's uh, part of my job to do as much as I can to prepare for it, for anything. And, um, it, it, for instance, if you if you get a script of uh, a cartoon series and you've been asked to play a character that you haven't auditioned for, you really have to, like, read that and try to find something that will live for them um, and also find things in between the lines that might make sense to the actor. Um, 
a little bit of improv and, and things like that. Now, you know, aside from just Disney characters, too, I mean, you know, you have a, a list that just goes on and on with many other characters as well. And, you know, some of those that are, are fairly well known that I would say be uh, with their cult following and whatnot is, of course, you know, uh, Wanda and Mrs. Turner on the Fairly Odd Pants. Yeah. Um, I love it. That is just a fun show. It is unique. <laughs> it was fun. Um, you know, and that's something that's going to stand up, I guess, uh, through the test of animation time. Uh, how was it yeah. working on that project? Uh, well, we're still, we're still working on it. And uh, I don't know. I think Wanda sounds just like Lady Tremaine. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we have a lovely time doing that. It's very, very fun. Um, I... I I think working in animation as a voiceover actor is just a gift as a job. It really is. I'm very, very thankful. So, and um, I mean, there are very few jobs that people can go to and just laugh their way through in life. <laughs> well, I mean, and you get to work with uh, you know a lot of fantastic people in the industry, and I'm sure you know being a voice actor, you know, working on a variety of these, I'm sure you've uh, encountered a lot of the same talent and people um, over the course of time. You know, I'm sure you know, there's a lot of people that uh, make their rounds from Rob Paulson to Bill Farmer, you name it. They're, yes. they're everywhere. Uh, Corey Burton. I mean, there are just some. There are such tremendous. Uh, I'm always in awe of the people I work with. They, it, it's uh, just, they just floor me. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a great time. Uh, I know that's not very Hollywood of me to say. <laughs> You're supposed to hate everybody you work with, but uh, we it's really a very supportive atmosphere. And when I um, first, my very first day at Disney Character Voices, um, I met with uh, Wayne and Rusi, who were, of course, Minnie and Mickey, and they had seen me perform in a show, and they were so sweet. It was just the nicest, it was like just walking into your best friend's house and them standing up and applauding for you. I mean, it was just, they've been so supportive, and uh, it's, it's really a, a, a great atmosphere to work in. Well, you know, and I guess uh, with that, you know, and everyone being so embracing, that's always, it has to make your job a lot easier when you do that. Oh, absolutely, because, you know, you can be vaguely terrified at certain jobs when you walk in and go, oh, boy, you know, this is a really sharp group of people, and uh, I'm um, just taking a stab at this character, but it's, it, it makes it so much easier. Oh, I believe it. And when it comes to, you know, aside from just doing animated roles and things like that, mm -hmm. you know, is there a big difference between doing video games and television? Because I know I get asked that a lot of times from people if I think there is or there isn't. And I would almost mm -hmm. like to say that, you know, it is all kind of the same because it's acting in general. I am I right in assuming that? Yes, yes. Um, where video games get a little different, um, a lot of them have a tremendous amount of vocal work to do, um, line after line after line, um, and a lot of uh, action grunts and groans and screams and stuff. <laughs> so they can be more difficult in that in terms of that, but you want to still maintain the integrity of a character. 
in this. And uh, that's always an interesting thing to do, you know, with your arms being ripped off or you're being chased by bees or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can only imagine the, uh, uh, you know, all right, we need you to scream one more time and again and again. <laughs> I know. Well, and, and I think that's, again, where um, having a musical background helps because hopefully you've learned to use your voice in a way that you can produce these sounds again and again and not hurt yourself. Yeah, I mean, well, and speaking of your musical background, too, like you said, um, you know, you did appear on stage uh, with, you know, Forbidden Broadway in 90, 91, mm-hmm. 93. Uh, you know, going into that kind of thing, uh, you know, working on the stage, um, is that something that you just really, truly enjoy because of, you know, I mean, I personally think the live theater is fantastic just because you have the instant reaction from the audience. Um, you know, how was it working on stage and, and items like that? Oh, I I love it. I love it because um, you never know. There are all kinds of um, out, outer uh, circumstances that could happen. The people in the audience, uh, the people on stage with you from day to day, um, things going wrong, things going slightly differently. But it's just it's a wonderful, a joyous thing. It, it, and physically exhausting, <laughs> especially Forbidden Broadway. We, uh, if you weren't on stage, you were frantically changing into another costume. <laughs> but um, it, it, what I loved about that show was uh, that it it really helps you in being fearless because you were told, you know, this week, okay, now you have to do Petula Clark, and uh, now you're Rita Moreno, now you know, and just. Do it. <laughs> and after a while, you can't, um, I mean, obviously, you know, you run home and go, <laughs> but um, you have to be able to just jump on stage and, and do your best. And uh, so that was a great training, really, really wonderful training. And, you know, life theater is uh, a wonderful thing. It truly is. I mean, it, it, it is the kind of thing where, like you said, it, it's fun. You never know what's going to happen. It's on the fly. It's a little bit different than the studio. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it's almost, uh, you know, even when you're doing the voice acting work, I have to say that uh, you're kind of a part of that anyways when uh, you hear, uh, say, Maleficent on stage at the Dream Along with Mickey show and items like that where, uh, yeah. uh, you know, it's live, the actors are there, but uh, they're lip-syncing to your words. So it's uh, live yet recorded all the same. Yeah, exactly, and and it's it's just a thrill. I remember uh, being in Disney World a few years ago, and my father was there, and we um, listened to one of the uh, big nighttime extravaganzas, and he said, that was my daughter at 10,000 decibels. <laughs> and it was really a thrill. It, it, yeah, I mean, doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> Well, you know, and being part of this, I mean, you know, you have so much uh, uh, under your belt. Besides, like I said, besides with Disney, you've been in everything from, you know, Penguins of Madagascar to Tough Puppy to The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. I mean, so many different uh, uh, animated, uh, I guess, shows are under your belt. Um, Is there anything that's not Disney that is your absolute favorite character that uh, you love to play that's not related to the Disney company? Um, that would probably be Wanda from Fairly Odd Parents. Which is a good one, I, I have to say. Yeah. You know, that would probably be my first pick as well. So. <laughs> yeah, she's sort of like, I, I kind of uh, modeled her after a little bit of Joanne Worley and 
Carol Burnett. <laughs> <laughs> Joanne Worley is awesome. So, you know, I, I don't know. She is. She's amazing. You know, it's, it's amazing that, uh, you know, I, I can never... Uh, introduce her to enough people that are of the younger generation. I'm just like, you know, you, there's certain people that you just need to know so you understand yeah. where the jokes and the personalities are coming from. Yeah, and she hasn't changed. I mean, she is the same now <laughs> that she was 30 years ago. She's just brilliant. Right, she's one of those that was uh, much like the late Phyllis Diller where uh, they are yes. who they are, and, uh, you know, it was just iconic and they never changed. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, now uh, I guess coming back to Disney and working in the parks and items like that, you've had a chance to go to the theme parks and you had a chance to actually, you know, hear your voice uh, being used in the parks. And it's also in the movies, uh, television shows, whatnot. And you have a chance to use your singing background. Um, I guess, would you be open to them just continuing on with any, uh, uh, you know, another big picture rendition in theaters of any of these characters? Is that something where um, you would really hope that it would come to fruition? Oh, no. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would, well, of you, course. It, it never, it, well, I always have to ask, because believe it or not, I come across some people that are fantastic voice actors, and they're... They're, you know, they're carrying on a role, but they're like, I just want to leave it at that. So I, I'm always curious. Oh. So no, I, um, I, you know, it's always a joy to do. So, I, you know, I would be thrilled, absolutely. Now, since it is the Halloween season, of course, uh, one of those is the Haunted Mansion, which has its own cult following from uh, movies, the theme park, websites solely dedicated to it, and of course. Madame Leota, which is iconic in herself, um, which, of ah. course, Madame Leota was, you know, Lady Tremaine, Maleficent, mm -hmm. and now, full circle, you're doing the exact same characters as well. How was it to do uh, Madame Leota in the Haunted Mansion holiday and actually hear your voice and, you know, recreate uh, the, you know, the gypsy in the ball? Oh, it, it's just wonderful. I mean, when I was um, recording it, I you're in a different space, and you just kind of do it. But then when I was with a group of friends, and we're going through this, I'm like, oh, that's oh, me. <laughs> so suffice it to say, we went through about three times. <laughs> it's just great. And that, and that, uh, that uh, Halloween extravaganza is just so spectacular that uh, it's, it's just so much fun to be part of that. Well, you know, and recently we just spoke with Ken Page, who played Oogie Boogie in The Nightmare Before Christmas, and mm. you know, having you be part of this Nightmare Before Christmas, Haunted Mansion Holiday, you know, it's an iconic film in itself, and now you're reprising the role of, uh, you know, Madame Leota, taking that over and adding to it. I mean, it really does add that little bit of something special to the Haunted Mansion and really turn it over to something unique and new. Oh, it's just great. And and when I first heard about it, I was like, oh, I, I thought the Haunted Mansion was great as it was. And then I was just blown away by how beautifully they transformed it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of a kick. <laughs> <laughs> now, is that something, too, where, it, you know, have you ever been in the moment where you're kind of taken back by how many fans you actually have for a specific character, um, you know, because you've done so many. And, you know, of course, you have your fan base of people that just, you know, they love everything you do. They appreciate you as an actress. 
But you also have people that just love, you know, specific roles you've done. I mean, I've seen everything from Leota, just from the Haunted Mansion Holiday, all the way through, you know, Cruella de Vil, and you name it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, is it one of those things where, you know, are you still amazed to this day that, you know, certain people are drawn to such a character and such a fan base that have this appreciation of what you've done? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I was in um, uh, New Zealand a few years ago, and these girls had... um, drawn a uh, picture of Maleficent very painstakingly and handed it to me just very quietly. It, it's just it's it's just a wonderful thing. And these, these people truly love um, going into these like magical realms where they're in this other uh, environment of this movie and um, it, it's kind of staggering to me. Now, you know, I, I guess, you know, like I said, it is one of those things where, uh, you know, you have, you know, people that are doing that, these full murals and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, does it really feel good knowing that you're touching these lives as well? I mean, I, of course you're going to say yes. I don't expect you to say no, I hate it, but... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's the kind of thing where you know, you know, there's certain people that there's a reason behind it, or why they love a character and, and things like that. Like myself, you know, when it comes to Maleficent, you know, for me, it's because that really sparked my love of animation. I love that movie. I love mm-hmm. the character. I think it was one of the most stylistic characters to date that Disney has done. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know, there's something that draws people to certain characters. And, uh, you know, I guess, do you enjoy that fact, knowing that, uh, you know, people just can relate to these characters, good or bad, on any level? Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, for and even for some, even of uh, the adults, that, you know, it brings them back to a time in their childhood. Um, it, it, you know, it brings back memories of just being so young. And it just, it's really wonderful. But that's... I mean, animation is an art, and art affects people in just wonderful ways. So, you know, to be part of that is just a tremendous thing, if, you know, even if it, I'm just imitating somebody else. It's, it's really uh, an incredible thing. I mean, um, as I said, when I was a kid, you know, just remembering Julie Andrews, I, I tried to be her you know, at least 10 hours a day. <laughs> I still do. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, with, uh, I guess, with doing that, you know, you're beyond just imitating, I will say that, because, you know, you really have transformed these characters into your own, um, you okay. know, in the parks, uh, on, you know, in the television shows. You know, there is this piece of you that anyone that knows your style, your voice, your acting, um, yes, you're imitating a voice that was set, but... You also have made it your own, um, you know, and, and somebody I, I believe that has really credited that as well as Bill Farmer, you know, when he's gone ahead and he, he copied yeah. the original Goofy, but, you know, now he has become Goofy, and that's much yeah. of how I feel you have done with these roles as well. Well, thank you, thank you. Um, I mean, you try to do that because, I mean, basically, you have, as an actor, you can only go so far with uh, what you're given to imitate, and you have to bring part of yourself to it to bring it to life, because otherwise it would just be sort of a uh, kind of a flat rendition, 
and it it probably uh, would not affect people. Right. I mean, and that's the kind of thing where it's you know you know going into that studio. It is a piece of you. I mean, it's one of those things mm-hmm. where I'm sure at any given moment, um, if it wasn't a part of you, you wouldn't be able to just become that character in an instant. And because you're able to do that, no matter who it is, that that just proves that it has become part of you as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, there's a, a kick to bringing a little evil out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, speaking of the Disney uh, villains and, and uh, bringing the evil out, of course, uh, one of the things that has its own following is the Disney villains. Um, right. They have such a huge, huge following. And when it comes mm-hmm. to that, um, you know, with the Disney villains, who is your absolute Disney villain? Of course, it could be somebody you voice, but it could be anyone else as well. Um, is there a villain that has just touched you, and, and whether it's as a child, as an adult, that just has really stuck with you? Um, well, one of them would probably be Captain Hook. <laughs> <laughs> and also Ursula uh, in later years. Um, but... Um, yeah, I think Captain Hook, because he had that, uh, when I was a kid, I used to love to watch, like, Errol Flynn movies. Uh, I guess you would call me a nerd. <laughs> and uh, when all my friends were watching The Monkees or whatever. <laughs> and um, it ha- uh, Captain Hook had that real theatrical flair and just chewing the scenery. And just, uh, I remember seeing that as a kid and just ah, loving it. Well, you know, and those are the characters that I think, uh, you know, you've just uh, hit a high note in my life just because I have four kids. And mm. now knowing that Captain Hook is one of your favorites, which, of course, is one of my son's favorites. And then you have <laughs> Melissa Fent and uh, Cruella DeVille, who my oldest daughter just truly loves. You know, it's... it's, oh. it's- oh, that's- <laughs> I just, yeah. Um, and, you know, and the artistry that went into drawing these characters, it's just sublime, really. Now, uh, you know, since you are an actress, you're constantly working. Like you said, you're already working on, you know, new episodes of Fairly Odd Parents and items mm-hmm. like that. Is there anything else that you have in the works that you can uh, let us in on or hint to us? Or, you know, I, I understand that sometimes things have to be kept really under wraps, but right. be able to, uh, you know, hear you anytime soon with anything that you can kind of allude to. Not really. I've been doing a lot of um, uh, recurring parts on things like Green Lantern and uh, uh, Winx Club. Uh, so it's uh, just keeps you busy. And uh, any, of course, it, the, the projects that you can't talk about are video games because they swear you to solemn secrecy until it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> Little do they know I don't play any of these games. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, well, one of these days you just need to sit down and actually uh, start, uh, you know, just gaming one day just for the sake of uh, seeing what it's like. I think so. I think so. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that's a very secretive area. It's uh, even if you, even when you go to audition for a lot of video games, they make you sign a release saying you're not going to. Uh, spread any word. Now, uh, I guess speaking of auditions, that's going to be a next question mm-hmm. of mine is, of course, a lot of people, you know, want to, you know, break through into voice acting and whatnot. Um, do you have any tips or uh, techniques or um, something that you could share with anybody that is, you know, aspiring to be a voice actor? Yeah, um, I, I'd say um, uh, 
study some music as well, just to get your ear going. And um, a lot of people find it really beneficial to take improv classes because there's a lot of improvisation in voice acting. Um, I'd say um, the one thing that, that I would not want people to do is uh, spend a lot of money at the beginning, you know, because there are a lot of sort of spurious places that promise you uh, fame and fortune. But just to gradually go into it, find a really reputable class if there is one in your community. Um, and and watch a lot of animation. Um, but uh, it really just takes a lot of um, uh, trials and tribulation. And... Um, you have to stick with it, too. So it, it does, you know, I mean, it is a lot of hard work as well. I mean, it's one of those things where Absolutely. you're basically saying, you know, you also don't want to, hey, I'm going to get rich quick. This is, hey, I'm, I'm going to do this. It's You have to be prepared for the highs, the lows, and lots of auditions. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and uh, you know, I think to voice other characters, you also have to know who you are. So, you know, um, in other words, you need to be able to uh, say, I'm, I'm going to do this, and I'm not so good at that. How can I make that better? Um, and it, it really takes, you know, a lot of honesty with yourself because, um, you know, well, of course I do live in Hollywood, and there are a lot of people who say, I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> I could make a voice. And I'm like, well, okay, it's not really just making a voice. <laughs> There's a little more involved in that. But uh, uh, but I, but what I do say to people who really want to uh, at least pursue it, go after it. If that is your joy, go after it. Well, you know, you know I, I definitely won't be one of those people saying that uh, anybody could do it because I don't think that I'd be able to break out with a crazy, raspy, uh, you know, female evil voice. <laughs> of course, that was the hardest thing. Yeah. <laughs> it takes a lot of doing. It really does. And, you know, Cruella was the hardest character I ever had to do because I'm, I have a higher voice and it's not raspy. So I have to get myself in a place where I can um, at least grab onto the essence of that. Well, and that was going to lead me to another question, uh, you know, that I wanted to touch base on earlier is, um, out of all the roles, uh, you know, which are the most challenging for you to do? And, of course, um, you know, in that challenge and doing that, um, is it, uh, you know, how do you actually have to mutate and change your voice and make it work? Um, you know, how does that take its toll, uh, you know, the next day after spending a day in the studio as well? Um, well, um, uh, yeah, uh, like I said before, Cruella is definitely the hardest one because her vocal range is, is very low and very raspy. And I just had to um, work at it and find a place, again, where I could grab onto that really raspiness down in my voice and not hurt myself. And you can do that. You can do that, but it, it takes some experimentation and uh, uh, every time I record her, I spend a good hour beforehand <laughs> working into it. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, okay, a few more cups of coffee today. 
<laughs> it's one of those wake up, wake up nice and early, a couple cups of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, you, yeah. You want to have that just woken up voice, but it has to last till the till the end of the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, one of the other Disney characters that you do, of course, that we've touched base on is Lady Tremaine. And, yes. you know, coming up soon is Cinderella 2 and 3 on Blu-ray in the next, uh, I believe, month or so. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, how was it to take over the reins on such an iconic character uh, when Disney decided to extend the stories, continue on with it with all the new little princesses, um, you know, and carry on being this evil, evil mother? Because um, mm-hmm. as much as some people would compare the voices to be somewhat the same, I think there really right. is a true difference between her and the other characters. Yeah, um, well, what's interesting about her that I touched upon earlier is that um, she keeps everything very contained. It's very, very, she's very angry all the time, but rarely does she take it out of this realm of keeping it in here. And uh, that character has just been such a joy to do because she's so deliciously evil she she's not um in your face evil she's manipulative and sarcastic uh just everything a girl could ever want (laughs) well i mean and like you said she is downright evil um you know you do have maleficent who you know, she's kind of in your face, very theatrical, and Cruella's just mm-hmm. kind of off the handle, but Lady Tremaine is, it's almost more of a very malicious, devious kind of voice. Yeah, and, and you know, she, throughout her evil, she'll <laughs> sort of laugh. I mean, she's just, she is, she is extolling in all this wonderful maliciousness. It's just lovely. It's just lovely. I mean, such a character. And and when I was a a kid, uh, um, when I wasn't listening to My Fair Lady, I would listen to the uh, record that we used to have on a turntable of um, Cinderella. And uh, just, I mean, to this day, I know all the lyrics. (laughs) It's kind of pathetic. Oh, I don't think it is. I think it, that's the kind of thing that Disney strives for. Um, you know, my daughter is the same way, and so is my son with other things. So, you know, it's. Oh, that's I great. think we all grew up doing that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, speaking of those old records, actually, and the old read-alongs, I just recently have transferred all those to MP3s for my children to read along with them as well. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. What a great thing. Well, it's a lost art that I think uh, could still exist if done right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's the kind of thing where it's, uh, I don't know, those are, they're good. You have the pictures, you have the story, you have the voices, the characters, and it encompasses an entire movie in 20 minutes. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> that's very smart of you. I'm very impressed. That's terrific, yeah. No. Yeah, because, uh, yes, I mean, I, I, it, would be, it would be sad to not grow up with some of these things, you know? Oh, I'm a firm believer in uh, passing things down from generation to generation. I am very big into that, which mm-hmm. is why we have you on the show and why we try to explore all the people that make all the magic happen because, um, you know, these these are the people that make it happen. These are the uh, the people that have affected lives over the years. So, uh, you know, that's, that's why we do this show as well. So I'm a firm believer in uh, passing down, you know, everything. 
Um, whether it's movies, you name it. Um, you know, Casablanca is still one of the greatest movies to me. Um, and, you know, a lot of my friends and people my age are looking at me like I'm crazy. But Oh, no, I totally agree. I'm such a fan of, uh, of the old movies. And I try to get as many kids today to, to really, like, investigate some of this. Because um, you're just losing out if you... If you you know, ha- can't see something before 1990 or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I was just thinking uh, the other day I watched one of the old Thin Man movies, you know, and Myrna Loy, and oh, good grief, you know. I mean, it's just so wonderful, and and uh, we have to keep those things alive, absolutely. Oh, I, I believe so, too, especially because, you know, if uh, the younger generations, you know, they grow up and they're, they, you know, they embrace the movies that they know, but they don't really understand the references of where certain things come from. And to me, that's mm-hmm. yeah, very important to to pass that on. Whether it's you know old movies with you know Bing Crosby, Bob Hope, uh, Humphrey Bogart, or to old time radio with the Jack Benny, the Great Gildersleeve, and then going on into the eighties and nineties and today. And I think you just yeah. the the bigger library you have, the better you're going to become. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I, I used to say the the one thing that I learned from going to college was how much I didn't know. And uh, <laughs> what that set me up for in life is to try to, you know, keep learning all the time. And whether it's from, you know, uh, the movies, books, art, whatever, you, you keep expanding your horizons, you're gonna, I think you're going to be a better person for it. Well, I think so. That sounded anyway. a little high. I <laughs> So says the animation actress. <laughs> well, you know what? Coming from an evil villain, I think it'll mean more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe if I say it with menace. <laughs> well, yeah, and passing down all these things, of course, you know, uh, Disney has done a phenomenal job with, you know, things like uh, Disneyland, Walt Disney World, the movies. Um, now, of course, you've been to these parks and you've mm-hmm. seen these movies and growing up and whatnot, um, mm-hmm. you know, with uh, the seasons and whatnot, going to Disney, um, you know, aside from just acting and doing things, uh, when you go to the parks, is there just one attraction that you just have to see each time you're there? I love anything that's like kind of scary. I-, I, love, I love going on like Mr. Toad's Wild Ride and things like that. Uh <laughs> It's just, uh, and but in um, Disney World, when they opened the Project Space, Mission, oh, Mission Space, yes, Mission Space, that was one of the most thrilling things I've ever been on. Um, feeling like you're, you know, going up in a real rocket ship. That was tremendous. But um, other than that, I love Fantasyland. Anything at Fantasyland just makes me very, very happy. And uh, and yes, I. I, uh, for many years, would go on It's a Small World just to hear the song. Well, you know, it's, it's one of those things where e- even if you love it or you hate it, you have to ride it. Exactly. <laughs> it's like you, you can't go to Disneyland and not <laughs> go on It's a Small World. It's just, you know... Well, it was the thing I had to do. <laughs> right, you know, you you have to do it. You know, even if you have bad memories of getting stuck on the boat and hearing it loop for, you know, who you knows how long, it, it's uh, it's a staple. <laughs> oh, I know, it's true. But uh, you know, those things—it's just astonishing how those those rides have just 
kept enthralling people. Uh, it, it's just really amazing to me. You know, even the old animatronics, you just go, wow, how did they do that? <laughs> Well, you know, and like you said, Fantasyland is your uh, favorite land, of course. So um, I'm sure you've seen all everywhere and, and whatnot with the new Fantasyland expansion opening at Walt Disney World in Florida. Uh, you know, it's, it's going to be bigger and better. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping that yeah. we're going to be able to hear some work from you throughout there, uh, you know, over the course of the time as well as it continues to expand. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's just such a thrill to hear your voice coming out of any of those things so i just such a gift to do any of that any of that work it's wonderful well i i hope so because they are expanding it for the newer generations with you know little mermaid and beauty and the beast mm. and they're fantastic films don't get me wrong but i do feel that you know sleeping beauty and uh, many mm -hmm. of the others really need a place as well. Uh, you know, I, oh, I, I yes. always feel like sometimes that some of the characters are getting lost from 89 and above. And I'm like, what about all these characters before that? So, Oh, I know. I mean, I still uh, get scared when the, uh, when the uh, uh, old hag holds up the apple and <laughs> sleeping beauty. You come around the corner and you're like, wah! <laughs> Well, you know, I won't keep you too long. I know that you're busy. You have a lot of things going on. But before we let you go, um, is there anything that you could leave with all of your fans out there, our listeners, and, uh, you know, everybody that just loves Disney and, and whatnot? Uh, you know, I guess last-minute uh, words of wisdom or something you'd like to leave with everybody as a little token uh, phrase. Ah, uh, let's see. I adore you all, even though I hate you secretly. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you once again. It was our pleasure having you on, and uh, you know, it, it's uh, you know, it's always an honor to speak with somebody with your resume and you know all the different voices you've done, and and now being able to pass that on to my children as well. It truly was an honor. Well, it was my honor and pleasure as well. So thank you. Well, Halloween has come around, and Ms. Graves, the teacher, is on the prowl. Cause Nancy keeps talking and talking and talking about a creature that's walking and knocking. Now Jesse claims he saw it. It was 12 feet high. But sometimes, Jesse, he tends to lie. And Polly says she heard it coming down the hall. But we know Polly likes to be a know-it-all. I don't know what to believe. And there it was. Blah! Twelve feet high. An eerie sight. Ghostly white. Terrifying sounds. Kids screaming and running all around. I hate it when kids go screaming and running all around. Oh, it gives me such a headache, you know. I know what you mean. Yes. Mm. There the kids. to see that hideous thing. Freddy's in this science lab cooking up some traps to catch the monster 
But Miss Grace had a thought in her clever mind. She hasn't seen Vinny for a very long time. So she creeped up to the monster and pulled off the sheet. And there was Vinny, who had stilts on his feet. Oh, that sneaky, creepy little kid from room 402. <laughs> Vinny! Oh, that boy's in big trouble now! He's a real pain in the greenhouse. Oh, if that kid screams one more time, then we'll have such a headache. I'm going to Disney World. Yes, you can too. With Diz on Demand on Live365.com. Enjoy our virtual Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Hollywood Studios, and more as you enjoy the parks once more in order from start to finish. Full attractions, parades, loops, and more. So, say it with me. I'm going to Disney World with Diz on Demand on Live365.com. Oh, my siestas are getting shorter and shorter. Required voice identification. EC-82. Confirm. Hey gang, it's Jason again. I want to welcome you back to our fiendish library as I would like to bring another Disney DVD and Blu-ray classic from the vault to you. It gives me devilish delight to have Suzanne Blakesley join us here on Disney On Demand. We could have visited the House of Mouse, or even jumped the pond to London to meet up with Cruella de Vil, or even tried our hands in the realm of Kingdom Hearts. But this week I wanted to have Suzanne shine in her villainous way as she takes center stage as Lady Tremaine in the 2007 direct-to-DVD release Cinderella 3, A Twist in Time. Can you believe it's been a year since the prince and Cinderella have been married? Well, it would have been more accurate to say 57 years at the time of the release, but who's counting? What a better way to celebrate than with a party? Thanks to Jacques, Gus, and the fairy godmother, everything works out. Nothing could go wrong. Or could it? Over on the other side of the realm, Drusilla, Anastasia, and Lady Tremaine are still very bitter of past instances. I guess they've never been invited to the palace. While Anastasia works on some chores, she sees the pumpkin coach taking our lovebirds to their celebration. Intrigued, she follows. Or is it nosy? Hmm. There she finds the party. Not Chase or Damon, but just a regular party. All its festivities and the use of magic. Only wanting what Cinderella has, fair skin, a good tailor in true love, she steals the wand and rushes back to her family. She tells them of what she's seen, how it all happened, and the three words that changed their lives. Bibbity, bobbity, boo. The fairy godmother comes looking for her wand, only to be the first victim of Lady Tremaine's newfound power. Realizing all that she can do, Lady Tremaine, like Cher, turns back time just before the slipper is placed onto Cinderella's foot. 
which begs the question, what happens when the slipper fits another person? Anastasia, with a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo, becomes the next princess-to-be. Since true love is all that she's ever wanted, she will do anything to achieve it. Upon meeting Anastasia, the prince feels something just isn't right, but goes along with it because if the shoe fits, it must be her. The wedding is set. Meanwhile, back at home, Cinderella has returned to her floor-washing days. But whereas the spell may have affected those around her, Cinderella truly loves the prince and will do anything, with a little help from her little friends, to be back with the ones she loves. Anastasia gets to meet the king. He too was once bitten by the love bug. Not Herbie, though. He then gives her his most valued treasure, a seashell. Hey, wait a minute, I thought this was Cinderella, not Little Mermaid. Oh, wait, there's more. The seashell was a gift from the queen when they first met. It was then he knew of the touch of true love. This frightens Anastasia. She knows he will never love her like he does Cinderella. It is Lady Tremaine that snaps her out of it and proceeds with the wedding. Cinderella makes it to the castle and through a number of unfortunate circumstances, meets up with the prince. He doesn't know who she is until they look into each other's eyes. The spell starts to fade, but is still too strong. Knowing it's the work of magic, she gets the help of Jock, played by our dear friend Rob Paulson, and Gus to help steal the wand back in order to make things right. The plan almost works, but Lady Tremaine knows it's Cinderella and has her captured once again. This time, the prince gets involved and Cinderella is able to touch his hand. This causes another stir in him. He now knows and believes, again like Cher, he must marry Cinderella. It does take a little song and dance number from Jacques and Gus to completely convince him to save Cinderella, who's being escorted off to sea. After a daring rescue, in almost a Prince Eric fashion, incidentally, C.D. Barnes plays both Prince Charming and Prince Eric, hmm, there is a little mermaid tie. Cinderella once again touches Prince Charming, and the spell is completely broken. Back at the castle, the evil three are soon looked upon as fugitives and use magic to return home to create a better plan. They stop Cinderella and magically place her into an evil pumpkin coach driven by Lucifer. The kingdom still needs a wedding, as does Lady Tremaine, and changes Anastasia into Cinderella. Jacques and Gus come to Cinderella's rescue and they return to the castle, just in time. In a magical frenzy, Lady Tremaine tries to end it all with one last bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. The spell is bounced back onto Lady Tremaine and Drusilla, only to have them returned home as toads. Anastasia, still believing in true love, hands the real Cinderella over to the prince, takes the wand, and returns everything back to normal. Anastasia starts to give the king back the shell, but he refuses. He tells her everyone deserves true love. The wedding happens, again, and they all live happily ever after. Want to know what happens to Anastasia? No, you don't have to wait for Cinderella 4. Just watch the credits. You'll be happy to see how everything really turns out. This 2007 direct-to-DVD release is only 74 minutes, but truly goes into the style of the original classic. This was once again a direct-to-DVD video, so you can see the animation style still holding to that Disney tune feel. You can never recreate the Disney style that was made back in the 19... You can never recreate the feel that was created back in 1950. 
However, you can see that the love and care was placed within this film to equal the film that it is. We're very fortunate to have Cinderella come out in Blu-ray just most recently. And if you're lucky enough to purchase the box set, which contains all three Cinderella movies, you'll have this already in Blu-ray. There are still DVD copies out of Cinderella 3, but if you would like a Blu-ray copy and do not want to purchase the box set, you just have to wait until November 20th when it will be released in a two-pack with Cinderella 2 and Cinderella 3 in Blu-ray. What does this Disney DVD have to offer? Well, besides the wonderful film that we've just experienced, it also comes with a Bibbidi-Bobbidi-Choose DVD game. A lot of fun if you'd like to spend a little mindless time. If you'd like to place your DVD into your computer and use the DVD-ROM access points, you can play Cinderella's Ballroom. You can dance to the princess jukebox, choreograph your own ballroom dances, or make yourself a princess. Still hungering for more on this release? Hayden Patentier, star of ABC's new show Nashville, performs her music video for the theme song I Still Believe. This release is a little light on extras, but still heavy on content, that being the main feature film. When all is said and done, I'm going to have to give this a three ears. Yes, this is another direct-to-DVD sequel, and we've seen many of these, starting with the Stitch releases, and even going further back to Return to Neverland, Jungle Book 2, or even the other two sequels that The Little Mermaid produced. When it comes to Disney sequels, I always have to go back to Walt's comment about creating them. I've created the story once, I don't need to go back. And that's where I feel that we lose the idea of the... However, don't get me wrong, this is a wonderful story and tells a beautiful tale about true love. The art style, again, is gorgeous and the colors are beautiful, but still lacks that 1950s flair that the original has. The songs, where they're not as memorable, are still fun to listen to. They almost cater to the time in which it was released. It has that mid-2000s flair. So, if you're just a Cinderella fan, a Disney junkie, or want to hear a new story about true love, Cinderella 3 is the DVD release for you. Just remember, there are a few DVD copies out there, but again, if you're willing to wait just a little bit longer, the Blu-ray is coming out November 20th. So I see that the curtain's coming down and the popcorn's empty, so it must be time to say goodbye to all my company. That doesn't mean we can't come back next week when we return to the vault to find another Disney classic to discuss. Who knows what fiendish delights we will find within the archive. It may be a classic you've never heard of, or one of your favorites, or a favorite you're just waiting to discover. Have a Disney week, and remember, the magic of Disney movies are always inside of you. What is The magic was taken away. Magic? How very interesting. What is? Your Grace, please wait. The slipper didn't fit. I danced with the prince. That was my slipper. Could the dream still come true? Reverse the moon and sun. Turn back time.
tide and time unravels Cinderella's happily ever after. Walt Disney Pictures presents Cinderella 3. Coming soon to Disney DVD. So I hope you enjoyed this week's show once again for show number 24 of Disney On Demand. I want to extend a very special thank you once again to the one and only, the gracious, the beautiful Suzanne Blakesley for stopping in. Maleficent has always been one of my favorite Disney villains, and you've voiced so many iconic villains in the history of the Disney company. Cruella DeVille, Lady Tremaine, Maleficent, Madame Leota... It has been an honor speaking with you here this week. I want to extend a thank you once again, and I cannot wait to hear your voice in the parks once again, maybe in a new Disney movie, House of Mouse, you never know. I just know that every time I hear that famous villainess in a Disney movie, it's going to be you. Thank you once again for stopping in. I'd also like to thank the one and only D-Team once again. There would be no Disney On Demand without the D-Team. Thank you once again, Tony, Lexi, and Jason, and welcoming our newest D-Team member, Jamie, 
to the team. That's right, the D-Team, you guys with your signature segments, you make the show what it is. If it wasn't for you, everybody would have to listen to me ramble on every single week for God knows how much amount of time. So thank you once again, D-Team. And for everybody, be sure to stop by the D-Team page on the all-new relaunched DizRadio.com. And there you can talk directly with the D-Team members and talk with all of us here at the show. And I'd also like to thank all of you, the D-Heads out there. You guys make this show possible. It is because of you that we've came back every single week. It's because of you that we can relive the magic, the memories, our appreciation of Disney with our new kind of Disney show. Thank you for tuning in. We do it for you, and I hope I can just give you a little bit of leeway throughout the week. In between listening to all of the great Disney shows out there, we hope we're just making the mixes, one of them out there for you. So thank you once again for tuning in. It truly is appreciated. So all of you D-heads, there's a lot of fun things on the horizon. I know you're wondering what we have planned for Halloween, so... So before I let you go, I'm going to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at Disney On Demand. And first and foremost, you can always contact us on our official newly redesigned site at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. There you can find daily blogs, posts, our lifetime of Disney player. You can contact the D-Team, visit our archives, sign up for the newsletter, and many other things. So head on over there, visit our new kind of Disney show and our newly redesigned DizRadio.com. Definitely check it out. You can also find us all over the web in the social media markets, including Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U. Twitter.com slash Disney Blue, and on AOL Instant Messenger or Skype at Disney Blue. You can also call our Magical Memories hotline where you can leave a voicemail, a shout-out, a comment, a question, and you might just hear yourself here on the show. And you can find all these links, information, and more directly on the website at DizRadio.com that's D-I-Z radio.com. So all of you D-heads, enough of me rambling. I hope you enjoyed the third installment of our not-so-scary Halloween editions here at the show all month long. It has been fun, and we still have one more under our sleeve for Halloween. So get ready for one more show, all of you D-heads. So until next week, keep it spooky, keep it scary. And you know what? I'm going to leave you with my favorite Walt Disney World parade to date. Yes, this tops any parade at any time of the year, the Booty You Mickey Parade. So I'm going to leave you with that, all of you D-heads. Sit back, enjoy, happy Halloween, and see you all over the web, D-heads. Thanks once again. to our not-so-scary Halloween party. We're so glad you could make it. And look, the gang's all here.
Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon. (laughs) 